Welcome back to A Better Love. I'm your host, Dr. Greg. Today we're talking about picking the best gifts for your loved ones this holiday season and learning our love languages to do that. We're joined by Dr. Jenica Engler, a developmental neuropsychologist in Massachusetts. Dr. J, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This is uh, very timely with the holiday season upon us. Oh my God, there's so many people who are celebrating, who are thinking about getting gifts. I know it's on lots of folks' minds. I've struggled with being a good gift giver like my entire life, okay? This is a, this is a challenge, so I think this, I'm gonna actually listen very closely to you today because I think it may have something to do with my love language amongst other things. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what interested you in this idea of love languages and 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 why it's important to you to share with our audience today. Yeah, so uh, I had actually started my Instagram account in the middle of the COVID pandemic to help kind of bring psychoeducation Cool. Uh, to folks who might not otherwise be able to access it, because obviously accessing healthcare services right now is very difficult. Everybody wants to get in with a therapist and wait lists are long. But what better to post than, you know, uh, love language gifting? Because, you know, during a pandemic, when lots of people have lost their jobs, they might not be able to buy the extravagant gifts that they would usually be giving around the holidays. I thought it was actually all the more important to emphasize that for a lot of folks, expensive gifts are actually not necessarily going to be the best gifts. Uh, so the whole concept of love languages is something that's, you know, always sort of interested me back um, in like the 90s. Gary Chapman had written a book on, you know, how to express, you know, love and commitment to your partner. And there, you know, came up the concept of these five different love languages. They're nice and neat. It's sort of, it's a clean, sort of simple, straightforward idea that uh, makes a lot of sense. And I, it makes sense why uh, Dr. Chapman is doing very well for him. So I just was on the website. I don't know if, uh, fivelovelanguages.com, just to kind of take a peek before you jumped on the podcast. Simple way to kind of start talking about complex stuff when it comes to relationships. Yeah, dive in for us. Where, where do we begin? Fundamentals here are that, you know, he believes that everybody expresses and desires love in, in five different buckets, if you will. Oftentimes our love languages are shaped by our developments. That's kind of mm. where it comes in either what was given or what was left wanting. I'm just thinking about all of the cultural influences that must shape all of this stuff. Um, from uh, you know cultural, socioeconomic, there's all these pieces that influence a family's development and the way in which they communicate with one another. It may not even be as you mentioned. I think that's it's an invaluable thing to share. Why don't you dive into what are the five love languages like? Certainly, you know, there's a cultural lens here as well. So this is really looking more at Western sort of ideals and culture as opposed to something that can be laid, you know, across cultures, um, but. Essentially, you know, the the five different love languages out there are going to be acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, and then tangible gifts. And so like, what do each of these sort of look like? So acts of service. So this could be, you know, doing something for somebody else or doing something around the household that needs to get done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, words of affirmation, telling somebody that you love them, how you feel about them, giving somebody compliments. Um, quality time would be spending, you know, just that quality time, which I would say nowadays is in short, um, short order because uh, a lot of us are connected to our devices at all times. So I would say 
you know, quality time is really disconnected time or spending time doing things that you enjoy doing together um, or what, you know, your partner likes to do, spending quality time doing that for them. And then physical touch. This is a big one for some people, but not so much for others. You know, holding hands, hugging, kissing, you know, all those nice little um, physical sort of interactions that people can cherish. And then um, again, for some folks, there are tangible gifts. So these would be, you know, actual things that are purchased or can be made for other people. Um, it doesn't necessarily so much go along with a price tag. So all these different ways of communicating our love for someone, how is it that we should suggest to our audience that they determine what their love language is? It just a simple question of asking yourself? Really good question because uh, it, it requires some introspection on your part to figure out what your love language is, but then you also have to figure out what your partner's love language is or mm -hmm. another family member. So like a parent or a child even. Thinking about yourself, what brings you the most joy? I'll quote Marie Kondo here, what is sparking joy for you? <laughs> um, <laughs> and what are the things that you find wanting? So what are the things that you get annoyed with for your partner or family members for not doing. Okay. Uh, you know, there's this revolving door of topics, I'm sure, that you come along with living together with somebody. Yes. That, you know, people will find, you know, fault with or, um, you know, the easiest way when I think about it is also to ask, like, what is it that you want? And not just like a gift, but, you know, what are the things that really, that you cherish in your relationship? What are the things that are important to you that really speak with, like speak to you? Yeah, it sounds like there's, you know, what would be helpful in general comes back to whether or not you've had these conversations already in your relationship, if you've been together for a while. And so there's been many seasons of gift buying or gift giving or perhaps you're dating and you're getting to know someone and coming to understand how they love to be loved. Asking it, asking about that just straight in a straightforward way seems like a really good place to start. And it sounds to me like, you know, I, I think about a lot of this stuff through the lens of the Gottman method, because that's the tip typically is the lens that I use when I'm thinking about helping couples love more fiercely. And to me, this this reminds me of one of my most favorite questions of all time, and I've been doing this for a while, and this is still the my most favorite question that I have couples ask each other on a weekly basis, by the way. <laughs> and the question is, how can I love you better this coming week? How can I show you that I love you? I've always uh, thought about these and said, you know, do I fit into any one love language alone and I think you mentioned this earlier in our conversation that there may be pieces. Typically, most people will have one sort of primary love language, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can't have multiple different, you know, love languages that really resonate with you. But oftentimes there's one that sort of takes precedent over the others for a lot of people. And again, this isn't. Yeah. Hey, listen, I one of the reasons uh, we started a Better Love Project was our realization that, you know, 60% of couples are not going to see a couples therapist. They're not even, you know, have conversations around some of the things that we're talking about today. And we need to be able to communicate relationship science in the most direct, clear way possible. Sounds like uh, Dr. Gary Chapman has got it on lock here with the five love languages. And it, it really is. It's a great, to me, it sounds like a really great starting point to come to understand our partners in, in you know, a deeper, more meaningful way. So 
as people get ready to it, let's let's say we are actually going to buy something okay which most people you know if we have access to money and like you said not everybody does right now the pandemic really slammed people but if you you know what are your thoughts about if you were to talk about like a gift guide or ideas what what are some thoughts dr j the intentionality behind it i think is is what's really important. And this is something that I talk about a lot with um, my work with kids, because oftentimes kids will get gifts that they don't actually want or like. Mm -hmm. And so really focusing on the action and intention behind the gift giving is actually what's more important than the gift itself. Okay, all right, now we're on to something. Does this person know me? Does this person know me? You know, it speaks to, it sounds to me like it also speaks to our level of emotional connection, perhaps, you know, how well we know each other. And so feeling known is a really good thing in relationships. So let, let's follow all the advice that you've given us today. And I want to share some gratitude with you right now for being here, Dr. Jenga. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. It's a great topic, as I said, and hopefully this will help folks as they go about finalizing their, their holiday list. Cheers. If you'd like to connect with the good doctor here, visit her on Instagram at Dr. Jenica. And to you, our listeners, thank you for spending time with us today and your commitment to a better love. Send your relationship questions to me, Dr. Greg, at A Better Love Project on TikTok and Instagram. Until tomorrow, love each other fiercely.